Hey, I'm Kylie, ex-fitness coach turned mid-sized fashion influencer. Whether it's just me or conversation with a friend, we have real conversations around success, failures, and living your best life. I created Ambition and Grace as a space to talk open and honestly, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Throw your headphones on and join the conversation. All right. Hi, friend. I feel like it has been a hot minute since we've done a solo episode in by a hot minute, I mean, I think this is episode nine and the past, let's see, I think like four or five episodes have been all with guests, which I love because it's definitely a lot easier to do a podcast with somebody else to talk back and forth with. But I have been getting a question a lot in the DMs. And anytime I put up a little question box on Instagram, this is a topic that gets brought up every single time. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do a solo episode this week and we're going to talk about it. And that topic is confidence, self-confidence, confidence showing up on social media, all the confidence confidences. So I thought that we will just kind of dive in and this is going to be a vulnerable podcast. Like I'm going to be pretty open of past experiences and what that looked like and confidence for me has been quite the journey, especially as somebody who spent their childhood being made to feel small, to not be seen, to feel self-conscious. And I've shared this before, but an example of being made to feel self-conscious is, I mean, okay, here I was in high school when like things like this would happen. But if I were to like have a like a crush on a guy or a guy had a crush on me, it's again, my story is very, there's a lot of layers to the story. Anyways, I was in high school. I was not allowed to have any sort of friendship, anything with a guy, let alone have a crush on a guy or like if a guy had a crush on me. I don't remember specifically what I had gotten in trouble for. I don't know if I got caught talking to a boy, which like it's, it's hard for me to talk about stuff like this because again, like that's how I grew up. So I thought that was normal. But then I would see all of my other friends getting to, you know, hang out with guys or they want to get in trouble if a guy talked to them or liked them. And so I was seeing everything around me. And I don't know, I just feel like in high school, like you should be able to talk. Well, I just feel like in general, you should be able to talk to the opposite sex and not get in trouble for it. But anyways, I can't remember if I got caught talking to a guy or if a guy had a crush on me something, but basically my punishment was that my makeup got taken away and I would be told going, getting sent off to school of see if anybody is going to like you now. Those are just examples that I mean of (laughs) that I truly would be made to feel self-conscious and to not wear makeup, like that was something that I also really had to get past. And now I show up with no makeup, like I do my get readies with me, my stories in the morning with no makeup. So just a little backstory on that, that has taken a lot of healing and again, confidence to do that. But let's go into this. I actually looked up the meaning and definition of being confident. And the definition is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own ability or qualities. So what really stood out to me about what confidence actually means is that all of it is coming from yourself, your self-assurance, one's appreciation of one's own ability. And I thought that that was 
that was really cool to see. And it kind of ties into my story and kind of my point of what confidence is, is that for so long, we were, I'll, I'll say me, for a long, long time, I got my confidence from other people's assurance, right? When I was younger, I was so quiet. Again, I did not want to stand out. I was literally trained to not stand out, period. I think it definitely came with me into my early 20s when I look back at pictures. Like I put literally zero effort into my my appearance. And I definitely think that subconsciously I did that intentionally because I didn't want to get noticed. Because again, when I did get noticed, like I literally would get in trouble growing up. So fast forward, it was probably when I started working at a bar. I worked at a bar for about five years when Izzy was well, a newborn to five years old. And I'm not going to lie. I definitely think that this is where I started gaining a little bit of my confidence because let's be real, when you work at a bar, like you're going to get hit on a bunch of drunk guys quite often, right? I think that's the first time that I remember like men noticing me and me starting to get confidence. Now, again, note, confidence should not be assured from others. It should be assured from yourself. However, that's when it kind of started creeping up. And I just think it's funny that I'm equating feeling confident because guys noticed me like, why is that a thing? And so there's obviously so much more to confidence. And then especially like getting into the gym and bodybuilding and finding confidence through that way. But then again, that went through getting my confidence through my physical appearance and not me and who I am and who I have to be to offer. I thought this is why this would be a good little episode to dive deeper. You'll have to excuse my voice. I just got done being a guest on a podcast, Ayla's podcast, which you will be able to, I probably, it's already out by this point that you're listening, but my throat is so dry for just doing her podcast for an hour. And then I had to record this podcast. So I'm doing podcasts back to back. So I'm not going to lie. My throat is a little dry. So if you hear like my voice being a little wonky, then that's why. But leading into it, I was going to say that just a couple weeks ago, I was chatting with the friends and some like confidence got brought up. I don't know how, but I had mentioned how like insecure and not confident. I looking back now knew that I wasn't in my early twenties. And she just thought it was funny because like she said, she's always had this like invi- like she's thought of me as somebody being super confident and so let's see looking back in my early 20s <laughs> i talk about my early 20s a lot because these were years that truly shaped me into the person that i am today i made a lot of mistakes and i learned from those mistakes and so that's i talk about it a lot but i compare myself to a chameleon, a chameleon, is that how you say it? Chameleon. Why is that so hard for me? But I was so desperate, so desperate to be accepted and liked by people around me. And I was always changing how I acted or talked around different groups of people because I just wanted to fit in and to be liked so bad. And now after years of therapy, it goes back. Now it makes sense of why I was doing that because growing up, it would be taken, it would be given and taken away from me, right? Of being accepted into the family and getting to use, quote unquote, getting to use his last name. He, he 
didn't like me going by my maiden name. And so we were going by his last name. But when I would get in trouble, he would tell me that I wasn't allowed to use his last name and that I had to go by fetch. Right. So there's just things like that that happened in my life where I just I didn't feel that I belonged or that I like that I shouldn't be belonged to. Does that make sense? With that, there's obviously a lot that can backfire of needing to feel this acceptance from other people and getting validation. And so just like a vulnerable story time here really quick. I say that 25 was the year that was my rock bottom. That was my splitting rock moment. I had been dating a guy. We were pretty serious. Izzy and I were living with him. And this was the guy that I thought was like, I was going to marry because this was the first guy that it wasn't a toxic relationship. We weren't fighting with each other. I wasn't being belittled. I wasn't having to worry about him coming home drunk or, you know, just it was a nice relationship. It was where I started to like get the wool pulled off my eyes and being like, oh, like relationships don't have to be hard. Like I shouldn't be hurting or feeling insecure or feeling bad about myself. And so with that, I'm like, how do I explain this? With that came still my insecurities. I had started to see, okay, like life doesn't have to be what I knew growing up and then some of these toxic relationships that I was in that it's like there are some, you know, nice guys out there. But this guy owned multiple businesses. And again, I didn't realize this at the time, but looking back now, like it all makes sense. But he owned multiple businesses. He was always, always working. And like, I love that for him. (laughs) But I found out at that time that I was constant, like I needed attention. If I was not getting attention, I will come out and say it. I was looking for attention elsewhere. At the end of our relationship, it basically, I mean, it was an amicable, like we both agreed, yeah, this isn't it just because he knew that he couldn't give me the attention. And with me knowing that like we couldn't have that quality time together, then my tank wasn't full and like we were just better off as friends. However, this was one of those breakups where it's like we broke up, but then we still were talking, we were going to dinner. It was just like one of those things where like we didn't fully like cut it off, you know? However, I was not, I still was not getting that validation and attention that I needed from him. And so I will come out and fully admit it. Like I started talking to other guys behind his back. Like it, it wasn't a declared thing that like we're dating again, but it it was shady. I shouldn't have been doing it. So I was talking to all these other guys. Well, not all these other guys. It was like two guys. Okay. I'll, I'll calm down there. But I was, I needed that validation. And so he obviously like thought like, okay, are we maybe working on this? So he ends up finding out that I'm talking to other guys and it, it, his feelings were hurt. I'll just, I don't know if he would say that, but I could tell anyways, So that was one of those moments, one, where him and I broke up. My daughter and I had moved into his house. He was in the car business. So I sold my car so I didn't have to have a car payment. And I just drove like a car from his business. So I had put myself in this situation where I had so much dependence on this other person to that when then it didn't work out, like here I am. I mean, little spoiler alert, like Izzy and I moved in with my mom. We weren't homeless, but 
I was in this state of thinking like, okay, I don't have a home for my daughter and I to like call home that's ours. I didn't have a car, like I had to get a new car. And then third, like I hurt somebody that was like one of the first people that were really nice to me. And that like that's probably well besides Izzy my daughter and everything that was another thing that totally crushed me of seeing that this person like offered me you know like love in a non-toxic way and that I hurt him because of my toxic ways so that little blimp of my life was what I call my splitting rock moment and that's when I said enough is enough I am done with I that's I was okay to say it's time to look inwards and stop blaming everybody else but let's look inward and what can I do what do I need to heal here so that I never do this again so I can say that 25 is when I finally truly 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 gave zero fucks what other people thought like I was kind of in like a like a survival mode too of okay shit like I had backed off work significantly because I didn't have very many bills to pay and I was you know we were living in his home and then I didn't have a car like so it was one of those flight or fright moments and that is when I found out who the fuck Kylie was that is when I was working three jobs I went out of my way to make sure that my daughter was going to have a stable and have a roof over her head, but then also see that, okay, yeah, Ma- well, Izzy was really young at this point. She remembers this guy, but she doesn't really remember anybody before that. But she was able, I can tell her and she was able to see that her mom was able to work her fucking ass off and didn't depend on anybody else like anybody. So like I said, that's when I found out who I was, what I believed in. I believed in myself. First of all, that was like the first time that I ever bet on myself and what kind of people I wanted to be around and what my purpose was. So taking that, I definitely believe that confidence is a trait that can be learned. And my God, please do not let your past mistakes discourage you from being confident. It is okay. One, own up to your mistakes or acknowledge the experience that you went through that was harmful, hurtful. I empathize with you on that, whether it was self-inflicted or somebody else did it right. And then two, forgive yourself. We are so hard on ourselves. We are our worst critic. We are our worst judgment. And so if you're holding on to that anger at yourself or that sadness for yourself, it is okay to let it go and just forgive yourself or forgive that person who hurt you. Again, I, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. Like this is something that I personally have had to do. And that has been a huge part of my healing. And I understand, and I can again, empathize with if you're saying, well, Kylie, you don't know what this person did. You don't understand. And you're right. I don't know, but I can promise you that once you let that go and truly forgive the person, it's actually an analogy. This is what I tell Izzy when she is upset of what somebody did to her at school, right? One of her friends, because freaking A, girls in fifth grade, that's when shit starts getting real at recess, right? I tell Izzy, if you're holding on to the poison, okay, we'll just say poison ivy, I don't know. You're holding on to the poison, who's the one being affected? Who's the one being hurt? You are. Nobody else is. Like, 
the other person or whoever, like they're not holding any of that burden and that hurt you are. So let the poison, whatever we want to call it, just let it go and you're going to feel so much better, right? I hope that made sense. I feel like when I was telling Izzy, it made way more sense. (laughs) But I think you get what I'm trying to say. I feel like we take these painful mistakes or experiences and just automatically think that it disqualifies us when, again, I'm a God-fearing woman. If you want to say God, universe, whatever that is for you, God has the power to repurpose that mess or what you used to be ashamed of to help other people. That's such a beautiful part of it, right? God wants us to use our fear and our brokenness for his glory. And like I said, I know that my life is such a testament to that as someone who came from a verbal, mental, and sexual abuse of childhood. Like, and trust me, a lot of fucking mistakes as an adult too. Lots of mistakes. But God has been able to take something and someone, me, who was so incredibly broken. I was a broken human being, okay? And he used my brokenness and is using it to my passion of being passionate, of helping other women who can relate to how I felt at one point, whether that's coming from trauma or that's just, or say like an abusive relationship. If you've had someone speaking negativity over your life, like I, you can relate to me. Right. And I feel like a lot of like majority of the people can relate to that. But what I'm trying to say is that I use my purpose and I'm taking that to fuel my passion to help other women to who can relate how I once did a feeling broken and secure, unworthy from others and from my freaking self. Not to be preachy here, but this is a really big part of, again, this was when I was probably 21 when I came across this Bible verse and it's Genesis 50, 20, and it's, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position so I could save lives of many people. So I just want to say that we can take it for what you want to, but just trying to help you if you maybe haven't healed from an experience or maybe you are currently in that and you're trying to heal from it or Again, I feel like it's really easy for us to play victim, right? And I'm not saying that you can't feel bad for yourself. I definitely, I think that's like grieving, right? Like you're grieving that you had to go through that. So that's definitely a huge part of your healing process, but making sure that you're not staying there and that we're not playing victim to that. And whether that certain experience or other experiences that you have been through or that you're going to go through I know it sounds so cheesy, but like everything truly, I believe, can be used for a purpose. I don't know if I fully believe in everything happens for a reason. Again, I'm getting so off subject here. I feel like this is where Travis would be like, babe, we're so off topic. But I feel like this is really important. I really feel like somebody needs to hear this right now. So I'm just going to go with it. But Like I was saying, I don't know if I believe in everything happens for a purpose because again, for a lot of my childhood growing up, I kind of talked about this in episode one, that I truly believed that I thought, like I thought God purposely put me in this household growing up and he knew that I was going to be abused and that I was strong enough to go through it. However, that's when like everything in, he knew that I was going to be in that household and I'm probably going to say, I mean, because he knows 
what happened. And so I believe that he gave me the strength to be able to get through that and for me to be able to use my experience from that and fuel my passion, if that makes sense. So whatever that looks like for you, I just hope that that can shine a little light onto your situation or your experience and know that there is freedom in healing on the other side if you haven't gotten there yet. But like I said, holy shit, that was a good five minute tangent that I was not planning on. But let's talk about controlling your mindset because I feel like this is one of the biggest breakthroughs that I had to find my confidence and Again, just for an example, like like I mentioned, I was in some, not all, but I was in some shitty toxic relationships for a while there because that's what I knew. That's what I saw growing up. That's what I thought the norm was. And then those are the men that I were attracted to. So then that's who I dated. So then that's what I thought I deserved. So if you spend all day telling yourself that you're not good enough or that you're not worthy enough to have a loving, respectful relationship, then that's the reality that you're going to rec- that you're going to create, aka limiting beliefs. So, I'm not going to pretend that I'm super smart and knew all of this. I 100% looked up all of this stuff on the internet and like really broke it down like literally as dummified as I could for myself. But I've heard this before of people saying like affirmations or speaking, how you speak to yourself, self-talk literally can change your brain. So I did a little research, like I said, and what I found is that it's basically how it changes your thoughts is that it physically changes responses to thoughts that run through your head. Okay. I kind of butchered that. (laughs) Okay. So just thinking about something causes your brain to send signals and release um, neurotransmitters. I feel so smart saying that, but like I said, I have no clue, like nothing, (laughs) but these are chemicals that control your body's functions, including your mood and feeling. So over time with repetition, it has literally been proven that your thoughts can rewire. They can change your brain, your cells, and even your genes. Like that is freaking wild. So for example, when people practice gratitude, you get a surge of this rewarding, what is neurotransmitters. Okay. I feel like I need to say that like a doctor and I don't know why a doctor talks like this all sultry, (laughs) but those neurotransmitters are sending dopamine and all those happy, what are those called? Neurotransmitters feelings. I feel like neurotransmitters are feelings, right? So they're giving you all of these feelings of experiencing that uplifting mood, right? When you're getting that dopamine, you're feeling happy, you're feeling uplifted. So what you think, visualize, and what you say to yourself can literally change your body, mind, and overall your life. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's just, it's a step. It's one step to helping. And I feel like affirmations is just, it's so underappreciated or so underused. I feel like it's something that's so easy to use and anybody can do it and it's free, right? So it's just a little mental health tool that you can use to develop a little bit healthier sense of yourself and build a little bit more of resilience into your brain. 
This can speak anywhere from your job, your purpose, being a parent, being a spouse, how you show up wearing an outfit that you think you can't pull off. And again, just super quick little side note tangent. I loved when Sam and I talked about this, Sam, the personal stylist from a few episodes ago. I loved when she helped us dissect two different things of do we align with something or do we appreciate it? So when it comes to seeing an outfit you love, but you think, oh my gosh, I could literally never pull that off. Like two questions that you can ask here, is this something that I admire or is this something that I align with? And when I say admire, let's see, when I say admire, it's like you see a cool outfit, like somebody is just fucking rocking an outfit and you're like, wow, I really admire that. That looks so beautiful. She looks so beautiful, but you know, it's just not your style. I guess for me, like I would say like boho, like for me, I'm minimal business edgy and somebody that's like super flowy dresses and florals, like that's not me. But when I see other people rocking that, I admire it but I know that that doesn't align with me, right? So if you see an outfit that you know is you, but you're not used to wearing it yet, this is what actually made me think of this because the other day I had somebody reply to, you know that green silky Amazon set that I keep sharing? I had somebody reply back to and said, oh my gosh, I love this, but I'm just a frumpy mom. I could never pull this off. And that broke my heart for her because that is, again, going back to our self-talk. When we are saying that to ourselves, that's going to be our reality that we see, right? So little tips that I gave her is one, self-practice or (laughs) self-practice affirmations, but then it's going to be weird and it's going to be uncomfortable when you start wearing something that's a little outside of your comfort zone, right? Like coming from somebody who was a coach that was wearing leggings and tank tops all the time, like when I started actually wearing jeans and mini skirts or like a dress that was really uncomfortable for me the first few times, but I knew that I felt good when I put it on and that I related to it, right? So the more that you do it, the more you're going to get more comfortable with it, the more people are just going to know or they're going to expect that from you. And so again, going back to like riding a bike, it's going to be weird, but you just got to keep showing up and it's going to be the norm, for what people expect. And also like, who doesn't want people to notice that you're putting more time and effort into showing up to feel more confident, right? But also not like saying to not be dressed for your confidence from other people. Does that make sense? Okay. That literally none of that was what I had wrote down for my three tips that I was going to give you, but we kind of already like dived into the majority of them, but I went through, wrote down three different tips. And the first one that I wanted to start with was self-belief and that self-belief starts inside. It all starts with the story that you've been telling yourself. Like we just talked about with like, I'm a frumpy mom. No, change the narrative that you are telling your brain. When you do that, you're training your brain to not only focus on the things that make this perspective stronger, but it's going to change into your reality. So by those things, I mean your flaws and securities like you versus other people. It's the comparison game, right? We all know it. So this is literally the worldview that you're curating and it's the story that you're telling yourself in the universe and how you're not good enough. So your brain is meant to protect you. Like when you That's when you are thinking of doing something new or something that's unknown or something that you don't know. I mean, I just said three different things (laughs) 
meaning all the same word. But when you're doing something that you're not aware of, that you don't know, your brain is meant to protect you. And so your brain is going to start firing off all of these reasons why you shouldn't do it because you don't know what you're doing. Your brain's just doing its job. But that's where we can be aware and the brain's going to follow along. It's going to follow your instructions. It's going to show your outlook and that your thoughts are right. So if you're constantly telling yourself that you're trapped or that you're not good enough, or you can never be like that, like let's imagine a different scenario. Let's change the storyline. Let's change the inner dialogue. What if you begin to say things like, I am finding ways to become my best self. I am finishing every day better than I found it. Every day I become more and more like my best self. I am so fucking lucky. Everything I want wants me. So in the same way, you should be training your brain to focus on those things. And that's going to make that perspective a lot more substantial with those things being your small wins, those daily moments of gratitude, decisions that make you proud of yourself. Your brain's going to start focusing on those rather than being the negative Nancy. We all know her. God bless her. But you don't want to be her. Again, this is something you're going to have to teach yourself and be aware of. It takes so much self-awareness for this. And I am one to like first admit to that too. So when that inner mean girl starts creeping in or you're starting to self-doubt, like take a second and recognize it. But then I, for example, I say the opposite. I stop, I recognize it. And then I say the complete opposite. So for example, when I wanted to go into influencing, I knew that I wanted to have a community full of millions of women, like my big, crazy, wild dream. But I caught my subconscious saying, nobody wants to hear from you. Like, who the fuck do you think you are that you can do this? Right? Like all of those what ifs of my brain just trying to protect me. But I was self-aware of that. And I started bringing affirmations into my routine. I'm not going to lie. I've been a little, I haven't been as persistent writing them down, but I am definitely a lot more aware of what my thoughts when I'm thinking that I stop. And like I just said, I say the opposite of it, but I just, I cannot express to you enough. If you are really relating to everything that we're talking about right now, then start with affirmations. It is so easy to do. Just start. You can literally go to Pinterest. That's where I go. You can look up self-love affirmations. You can look up business affirmations. You can look up parenting affirmations. Um, Whatever you're looking for, there's an affirmation for it. And just go to Pinterest. Again, be self-aware. Your affirmations are going to change too. So for a while, like I was on self-love. And then, like I said, being conscious of needing to not limit myself of saying that like nobody wants to hear from me. I started saying millions of women want to see my content. I am powerful. I am capable of achieving my desires. Like I think you're catching on to what I'm saying. So all right, let's move on to my tip number two. And this one, we actually just talked about this on Ayla's podcast too, but your your relationships can make or break you. Okay, so let's break this down. We're going to break it into two different parts, and that's going to be what your relationships say about you, but then also how the relationships around you influence you, your behaviors, your thoughts. So first thing, I think you can probably relate to me where I said that I would catch myself. Actually, I wasn't catching myself in the moment. I didn't realize the cycle, the toxic cycle of men that I was being attracted to but I can see that now, but you're always giving more to everyone around you. And 
they're not giving you anything back. And so those relationships, again, are just reflecting your beliefs and your self-perception about yourself, that when you allow yourself to stay in those relationships where you're not getting treated with respect, you're confirming your self-belief of not being good enough to be in a loving, respectful, and honor and honoring is that that's a thing <laughs> anyway it's just a relationship that you know that is respectful to yourself if you are you're basically just saying and justifying that it's okay for people to treat you like that so again i cannot recommend enough it's so crucial to notice that here i am not only talking about romantic relationships but friends coworkers and freaking even family members so Now, going back to the second point, and I know you've probably heard this quote a million times, but the quote is that you are an average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So take a second and just reflect on what and who, how are those five people that you spend the most time with that you talk the most to? Are their character traits, are their traits just as humans? Do they align with who you want to be? Are they uplifting? Are they encouraging? Do they believe in you? Again, like you're getting the point of that, that you're greatly influenced by the ones closest to us. So if people around you are being negative or continually talking bad, not about you, but also about themselves or criticizing everything, this is going to be a huge part in how you see yourself and the frame of mind that you carry. So to this point, I think it's just really important too. we're going to talk about being a mama. Think about your littles watching you, even if they're not littles, like Izzy is 11. And I try to be very self-aware of it too, that If you're constantly putting yourself down in front of your kids, you are teaching them how to talk to themselves, okay? When I heard that a few, well, Izzy was probably, Izzy was pretty little when I heard that, but that broke my heart that if I was saying I was so fat or whatever that would be and Izzy is around, then like that's what she's taking of that that's how I need it. That's how I talk to myself. And that broke my fucking heart. So you bet that is when, again, one of those moments where I'm constantly like, I have Izzy do affirmations too. I just, I cannot get over affirmations enough. I think it is so, so, so important, but just be self-aware of how you're talking to yourself in front of people and one for you, but then two for the people around you. Cause especially our kids, they're looking up to us and they're, they learn from us and they learn really fast. So just be aware of how you're talking because we don't want our kids to talk to themselves like that. Okay. We're going to have to speed up my, I literally have the worst cotton mouth right now. My throat is so dry from talking so long. Okay, third and final tip. Again, we already kind of talked about this, but we're going to talk about it just one more time, and that is to not let your past define you and that it's okay to not feel okay sometimes. And because you failed, it doesn't mean that failure has to be your story. Giving yourself permission to start over and write a new story, the story that you truly want is absolutely 100% you have to rewrite the story if you're really going to nail this believe in yourself thing. So if you're still punishing yourself about past mistakes or missed opportunities or like just getting caught up in a point of time, you're only making yourself feel trapped in the past and living out those limited beliefs. Does that make sense? So you have everything that you need to become the woman you've always wanted to be, but you do not need 
to hold on to that past woman anymore. It is time to let the old you go. And I think a really beautiful way to do this is to truly do something physical, whether it's to let go of a balloon, let like write a letter and burn it, like whatever it is, we can thank her, we can acknowledge her, we can, like I was saying, thank her for getting you to where you are today, but you tell her it is time to let you go because it is time for me to step in to the bigger, badder, forgiving, loving, happy self. I think it would be really good too, either before, I would actually do it before, make a list of qualities that the new you is stepping into and keep that on hand for a few days. I mean, even freaking keep, just keep it somewhere that you can easily get it to that maybe you see every day, but also on those shitty days, just allow yourself to feel those emotions, right? Like I feel like today's society, like if we're upset, like we always tell people it's okay, it's okay, or oh, don't cry. And that now again, going through therapy and emotions being very hard for me, I cannot not agree with that anymore. I now realize that again, it's going into kind of like that grieving that on shitty days, just allow yourself to feel the emotions. Like don't pretend they don't exist, right? That's pushing shit down. That's not dealing with them. That's not acknowledging them. But feel them, figure out what of my what might have triggered you in them and let them go. How do you know that you're confident? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, who the hell knows? I don't think there's like cuz everybody's idea and version of confident is so different. So I don't think there's one way that you can know that you're confident. Um, but I think signs that can show you that you're feeling more confident is that you're feeling more balanced. Maybe you stop becoming so easily offended and you're not looking from approval from others. You can laugh at yourself. Like you're not afraid to say no. I mean, the list literally goes on. So I hope this helped. I know that I kind of rambled. And like I said, it was definitely challenging going from one podcast episode to the next, especially with an episode that I'm so, so, so passionate about. So I hope that this made sense because it made sense in my head. But again, it's hard sitting here talking about this kind of topic when nobody's talking back to me and I'm imagining talking to you in front of me right now. So anyways, I looked up some journal prompts for you and I will link that. I'm going to do a blog post on this because I feel like this deserves a spot on my blog and I will do some affirmations that you can use if you want to start there. Again, Pinterest, I feel like Pinterest is like the answer for everything. So if you don't know where to start, first thing to do is one, forgive yourself for whatever we're holding on to. Let the old version of you go. Know the newest, baddest version of you. Know her to a T and her qualities. And then start showing up and visualizing as her. Start saying affirmations out loud that are going to lead you to showing up as your future self. One that you love, one that you accept, one that you're proud of, one that you're confident of. You deserve it. You are so worthy of knowing that feeling, of feeling that feeling, of walking out that feeling. So I just, I really hope this was helpful. And like I said, information overload, but I'm just so passionate about this. Again, I appreciate you being here. And if you took 
anything from this episode. It means the world to me for you to share it. Post it on Instagram, tag me, share it with your friends or your family, share it with somebody that needs a little pep talk too. Share, share, share. (laughs) Help me spread the word of being confident because I want every woman to know and have that feeling. But I am out of here. I've got some blog posts and shit that I need to get updated, but thank you and I will see you next week. Love you. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as I can feel empowered to show up as her best self. If this episode supported you in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is to just screenshot this episode and share it on your social media or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get more personal, you can reach me on Instagram at double underscore Kylie Nelson or at Kylie underscore Nelson one on TikTok. See you back here next week.